Welcome to Business Done Differently, the podcast about challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game in business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Welcome to season four of Business Done Differently. I am fired up to finish off this crazy 2020 year and move forward with a new season of Business Done Differently and also a new format. When I think back to the beginning of this podcast in the fall of 2017, you realize back then I I had one goal. I just wanted to connect and learn from some of the best in business and some people that look at business differently, authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, people that really are doing business differently. And I've interviewed now over 100 different guests and over the past three years, the amount that I've learned from these guests and the relationships that I've gained is at an all-time high. And you know, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from some of these amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders is that the need to test new things, to experiment, to constantly try new things to learn. And where some things don't go as well as planned, which obviously with the Savannah Bananas, we've failed numerous times, but what can we learn? And so with this season, I'm gonna mix it up. We're gonna get a little bit crazy. Yes, are we still going to interview some amazing guests? You better believe it. In fact, I'm opening this season with some of the biggest influencers on my life coming into the industry back in 2007, 2008, like John Spolstra, the author of Marketing Outrageously, who ran the New Jersey Nets and Portland Trailblazers, and, and Alan Fadden, who wrote the book Innovation on Demand, and Kevin Freiberg, and he and his wife, who wrote Nuts, the story of Southwest Airlines. We've got some amazing guests. Joe Vitale, who wrote the big the book about P.T. Barnum that changed my life in regards to developing P.T. Barnum as one of my mentors. So we lean in on, obviously, some amazing guests, like always. But we're going to mix it up. And we're not just going to release a podcast every week like we've done. We're going to release three at a time. And so I'm going to come out the first of every month and you're going to get three interviews with some amazing business leaders who are doing business differently. And But in addition to that, we're going to add some more to this podcast. I'm going to share some solo sessions just like today. This is me with a microphone speaking with you guys. I'm going to share some of the things that I'm learning on a regular basis. I've been fortunate to get lots of, lots of questions, you know, have the opportunity to go on lots of podcasts, give speeches, and but I never really go behind the scenes. And that's what I wanna do with this median. And I wanna share literally what's new in the business world for us, bananas, personally, what am I seeing, and then what's next. And this format of what's new and what's next, I think is gonna be able to really get you to see, you know, the challenges, the adversity, the things that we're learning, the things that we're trying with no, no filter. And I think that's going to hopefully give even more transparency to the business journey, the entrepreneur's journey that many of us are going through. And we don't often have a place or people to share that with. And I hope by sharing that with you that we can have even more conversations offline, online, and continue to share this crazy entrepreneur journey that is is not getting easier every day. It's getting harder. There's more noise. There's more challenges. There's more competition. And more than ever, we have to get dramatically differently with our business mindset and our strategy and our models if we want to be successful. So I'm going to drop three interviews at once on the first. Then I'm going to share a solo session of me, what's new, what's next. 
And then I'm gonna offer uh, once a month a feature podcast or a feature keynote that I've been on and I'm gonna share that with you guys. And I'm fortunate to get the opportunity to you know, go on about five podcasts a week. I'm doing now more virtual keynotes than I've ever done with sharing new content, new ideas that can translate to different business fields and industries. And so I'm gonna just put that out and, and share it with you. So on this platform, you can see what are we doing differently, not just with our solo sessions, but also the questions that I'm getting asked and you know, what is important for me to share when I have a 45 minutes with a company, what am I sharing as far as the most important information that I believe can make an impact in 2021 and the year to come. So expect the first of every month, three interviews with great business leaders. The 15th of every month, I'm going to share a feature podcast or a feature speech or a special Q&A that'll be from someone else's podcast or another company that I spoke with. And then on the 25th, you're going to get a solo session. What's new? What's next every month? What's new in business and uh, where we see the future of the bananas personally business and then also, you know, business as a whole, whether in the sports industry or other industries that we're pretty close with. So that is the plan for season four. It's going to be a great experiment. I can't wait to see what you guys think about this and, you know, where you're most engaged. Is it the interviews again or is it some of the things that we're doing? I'd love to know because I think uh, entrepreneurs have a obligation, have a duty to share anything that they're learning. I think if we keep the things that we're learning, the things that we're failing at, things that we're succeeding at, keeping it to ourselves, I think is a disservice. And we've tried with the bananas to share everything from our vision to our core beliefs, to where we're going, to what we're doing, sharing it constantly. And I think that's been one of the biggest things that's led to our success is that open transparency. So that is what this season is going to look like. So I'm not just going to leave this as a trailer of, oh, here's what's to come. I'm going to go right now into what actually this solo session would look like for what's new and what's next. Because the reality is, since the last time we spoke, a lot's happened. I think I had an interview previously that was released in the summer with our head coach as we are going through the challenges of the season. But over the last few months in the fall, the amount of experiments and the amount of things that we've tested and tried is unbelievable. And I'm excited to share a little bit about that with you because a lot of you really haven't been aware. People ask me, did you guys actually play this season? Yeah, we played. And crazily, we found a way to play in front of more fans this summer than any other baseball team in the country and had zero positive cases of COVID for our players. And, you know, we found a way and that's resiliency. And we learned a lot from that. It was a wild, wild summer. But I think we learned more from what happened after the summer and what happened to our our company, our culture, where we're going, what are those next steps and what we learned. And that's what I want to share a little bit with you you today and try to provide as much value as possible behind the scenes. So I guess I want to open here with the state of bananas in 2020. And I want to share kind of where we were as we were starting out 2020. So I remember it, you know, vividly, we were counting down the days till February 25th. Now, February 25th is a very important day for us. For many people, it means nothing. But February 25th, 2016 was the day that we announced we were going to become the Savannah Bananas. And that was a day that all of a sudden we went number one trending on Twitter, merchandise from all over the world. But locally, people were... uh, ripping us apart a little bit. You know, the owner should be thrown a town. You guys are embarrassment to the city. You'll never sell a ticket. It was wild, the attention we got, good and bad. But that was the starting point. That was the first day of the Savannah Bananas. So February 25th, 2016, we always 
always look back to that day. And February 25th, moving forward, we see that as almost a holiday for us. And we released our documentary, February 25th, 2019, the story of the, the start of the bananas. And then this year, we had a brand new announcement. February 25th, 2020, we announced that we were becoming the first stadium to go ad-free. So we announced that we were creating this big fan wall. We were going ad-free. We were eliminating all sponsors. And the goal to deliver a more fans-first experience. And while some fans were like, I don't understand this, sponsors didn't understand it, we were playing the long game. And I'll tell you, thinking about timing, to throw away hundreds of thousands of dollars a couple weeks before a global pandemic was announced may not have been the best business strategy. But obviously, we didn't know that was to come because we announced that. And what happened was globally, merchandise went crazy. People started saying, hey, we support you and what you're doing. You guys are fans first. We tripled and quadrupled merchandise for the next few weeks which was really exciting. However, and we even planned a trip for our team to go to Disney. We surprised our whole team to go to Disney. So the end of February, we took our team to Disney all the way until March 5th, to put that in context of everything. We're in Disney, we're all having fun with our spouses, significant others. We surprised the team, we're taking notes, we're getting all these ideas. We got pages of ideas of notes, ready to take on the world, add even more show, Disney-like experience at our ballpark. And then March 12th, the pandemic was announced. And we were all like, is this really happening? We didn't know, you know, it, and I remember it was the next week that we shut down our office and went into a shelter in place and started doing Zoom calls. And we went right there from having the season pretty much sold out the 2020 season to are we even going to have a season? And I remember my wife and I, Emily, having sleepless nights saying, what are we going to do? You know, we went to zero revenue. There was only just a merchandise coming through. There was zero ticket revenue. Obviously, we got rid of sponsorship revenue. There was zero revenue. And I remember as I, the first Zoom call, I told our team, I sat down, I said, guys, I'm not sure what's happening. There's probably, there's a lot of leagues shutting down. A lot of people aren't going to play. We're going to find a way. We'll find a way to do this in a safe way and be fans first. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we'll find a way. And we're going to sit and, and we're going to remember after that opening night, the moment that we had when we had fans at our stadium and not just one person sang the national anthem, but the entire stadium singing the national anthem together because we are together doing this. I go, that's what we're working towards, that moment. And for the next few months, we uh, entertained at home. We did dancing with myself, music videos. We invited our fans to be in music videos, like our Hey Baby music video. We did music trivia on Facebook Live. We did cooking with bananas Facebook Lives. We did coloring books for kids. We all became entertainers and tried to keep our fans engaged until we could finally announce that we were going to play. And on the end of April, we did a press conference and we said, we're going to play half the capacity, you know, all the protocols, but we're going to play. We're going to play in front of fans on July 1. And I remember all the media, I think we're like, sure you are, good luck with that. And But we announced it. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is when you set a date, when you add a constraint, you know, that's a way to find a way to make things happen. You know, Steve Jobs was famous for, you know, his engineer saying, you know, it's going to take a year to get this done. He's like, all right, six months we're launching. And which is crazy, but they would always find a way. So we set a date on July 1 and we said, we're going to do it. And on July 1, we had the mayor throw out the first pitch we opened, and you better believe everyone sang the national anthem. And it was crazy to think. We played in front of half capacity over the year. We did tests more than anything ever imaginable. We tested a brand new game, Banana Ball, which I know some people have heard of. We tested our Bananas Insiders, a streaming service with drones and with mic'd up players. And we even, you know, even had fans decide who was going to pitch at the end of the game. It was wild. We tested everything. We had new promotions every single night. But, you know, when you look at the end of the year and after the season, you know, we were playing in front of half our capacity. And, you know, that equaled a seven-figure hit for our business. And I just want to, like, rid of that. A seven-figure hit, a loss in the revenue that we had in the previous year. We had a month of April, like I said, with no ticket revenue, no sponsorship revenue. But as we finished out 2020, and I'll share kind of what we did and, and what some of the lessons that we learned, 
today, I just talked to our finance director and our accountant. We're finishing the year profitable. And I don't like to talk about profit. I don't like to talk about money. I like to talk about fans. That's what fires me up in the experience we deliver. But to think back and, and look at this year, to see that our team found a way to be profitable, I don't know if that's a testament to what we stand for and who we are, but I don't know if there's another baseball team in the country that was profitable in 2020 in the calendar year. And our team found a way. And I think it was not focusing on the money. It was focusing on ways to entertain our fans, find a way to play, but also find new ways to provide value, whether that's slippery banana drive throughs that we did at the stadium with our amazing, crazy alcoholic drink where we had drive throughs during the shelter in place to our bananas insider service to coming up with a banana cream soda to just developing new things for our fans. And I think that is the lesson that I learned. It's the resiliency, the persistence, and the finding a way. And I couldn't be more proud as we finish this year that we are profitable, but more than more important than that is that we found a way to be there for our fans and we kept showing up. And I think a lot of people this year weren't able to show up for their customers and fans. And that's what fears me. That's what scares me in the future is becoming irrelevant and not being there for our fans and not, not being able to provide that value. So we were able to do that. We finished out the year. And that's where we are. So that's the end of 2020. But I'm, that's a little bit what's going on. I'm more focused on what's next. That is what fires me up. During the season, we got together with our leadership team and we said, all right, guys, we're going through the season. It is what it is. We're giving the best show we can give, but what's next? And we grabbed the book. I read the book, Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. And I read it. I said, our leadership team needs to read this. So we gave it to our president, our vice president, our uh, fans first director, and Emily, my wife. And in the middle of our season, we started meeting weekly and going through chapter by chapter on the vision of our team. And Michael Hyatt talked about, you know, it needs to be the vision of your team, your employees, vision of your product, the vision of your sales, and the vision of your impact. A four-part script to this vision. And he talked about, you need to think about the exponential, not the incremental. You need to think about what isn't over what is. Risky, not stupid. And not focus on the how, but focus on the what. And we started to think big as a team. We weren't thinking about all the challenges and the adversity. We were thinking about what we can do in the future. And I'll tell you, I saw a leadership team more fired up than I've ever seen before. And we started asking questions, started asking questions like, what if? And the biggest thing we realized with COVID and everything, and not only just COVID, but just sports teams in general, they are irrelevant for at least six months of the year. When you think about that, a team that plays a season and then they become irrelevant. They're no longer playing. They're no longer doing what they do. They might have a few interviews and a press conference here and there, but they're irrelevant. So we said, there's got to be a better way. What can we do? And I remember Emily during one of our sessions talking to the leader, she goes, what if we don't have an off season? And she asked that what if question. And we said, well, what do you think? She's like, well, what if we had games year round? And we started looking at ourselves. We're like, yes, that's it. When we have games, we, do, we build more fans. Then we build more content builds more merchandise, which then spreads the word to more fans, and then they want more games. It's a constant, it's an unbelievable virtual cycle. And as Jim Collins says, a flywheel. And so we said, could we do this? And we came up with the idea of the vision, could we be a 24-7, 365 brand? And we said, all right, well, what do we need to do? We need to try it, we need to test it. So we said, well, what if we have a game this fall? What if we do fans giving where we sell tickets for a game in the fall? We don't know who the players are gonna be, but let's just, we'll figure it out. So that was one of the decisions. And we said, also, if we want to build more fans, we need to take our show to more people. We can't just have it in Savannah. We need to go to other markets. So we said, well, what if we take the show on the road? And we decided the One City World Tour. And so in September, we announced this. We got over a thousand nominations from different cities. Fans were all talking. We had people reaching out to us left and right, giving us their pitch. We had heard from 15 countries, 300 total cities, and we chose one city. 
and it's Mobile, Alabama, because they rolled out the yellow carpet for us. They lost their team, just like Savannah lost their team five years ago. They have a beautiful 5,000-seat stadium, and they were fired up for us. And you know, today, as I we launched this podcast, we have over 1,000 people that have joined on this wait list for the opportunity to get tickets to see the One City World Tour. It is proving what, what we're trying to see is that we can play in the offseason. We don't know who the players are right now. We'll have a trial later. But can we not be irrelevant anymore? Can we think about what that what that is to stay in front of our fans? And so... When we developed this vision, I saw our group come more together and say, this is like year one. We felt like a startup again. We weren't just selling out the season again and selling tickets and adding a few new promotions and adding new things. We were doing something we haven't done before. We were focusing on what isn't versus what is. And that fired us up. That lit us up. And I watched now as we finish our first you know, three months of our fiscal year and we had Thanksgiving. It sold out half capacity, but in a matter of day, people flew in from all over. We failed in a few areas, and that's I'll share that on a future a future podcast, but where we decided to starve our fans for the first 66 minutes in honor of the 66-day journey of the pilgrims and just have rations and then a big feast. Well, we weren't ready for the big feast. That was kind of a disaster, but fans came out and had fun. The One City World Tour, the demand has already proven itself. And then we talk about in our vision also, we want to set the gold standard for experience for our team members and employees. We want to be a best place to work. And we were just named uh, best place to work in sports. And so when you look at three months, we wrote all this down. We actually presented a 12-page graphic design vision. We presented it to our team and we got it produced. We did a video of this vision. We put it out publicly to hold ourselves accountable. And I wonder how many sports teams or even businesses say, here's our vision. Here's what we're doing. And this is it. And if we don't do it, you know, we look like we, we, didn't, we did something wrong. We're okay to take that accountability and responsibility. And more than anything, we want to show our team this is what we are doing. This is where we're going. And so we put it out publicly. Even the newspaper did a story on it. This is where they're going. This 24-7, 365 brand turning our ballpark into like a Disney World experience with entertainment experiences all around the stadium. You know, future maybe speakeasies and breweries and Airbnbs and tree houses and all these ideas which we're already working on. But then taking the show on the road and having year-round games. We've already done accomplished big steps on this vision. And our group has become more closer together than I've ever seen. We've hired three more full-time employees. We're growing in the middle of a pandemic in a live entertainment business because of our vision. We're not looking at what our numbers are now or what they were this past summer. We're looking at where they're going. And that gets people inspired and gets them fired up. So that's a little bit of what's new in the bananas world. I'll say just one note on this and maybe a lesson that I've learned here is play the game you can win at first. And When we first started, we went into all these events. We had Tap of the Morning beer festivals. We had uh, haunted stadiums. We had food truck festivals. We had concerts, which we lost thousands of dollars on. We were trying to do too much. And when I think back to the greatest companies, Amazon, they won the game of online books. That's what they won at first. Netflix won the game of DVD rentals. They were the best at that. They won that game first. Then they expanded. Once they built their trust, their market, they realized what they were great at, they expanded. We're still trying to create the best show in sports. We're trying to go all in on entertainment, hiring more acts, bringing in more dance teams, more circus acts, more performers, players that can entertain even more. That's what we're trying to be the best at. We're only five years in in Savannah. We're going to continue to get better at that. But one way we're going to get better at that is playing more year round, is bringing in more professional players that we can pay and turn it up a notch taking the show on the road and playing in front of other audiences. We'll become the best of that. Then we may expand more into the breweries and other extensions at the ballpark and experiences. Become, play the game you can win at first. We cannot win the best baseball team in the world. We don't have the best baseball players. But can we be the best show? Maybe. What's the game that you can win? Don't try to expand until you can win that game first. Next, another lesson right now. It is a terrible time to be boring. If you're a company and you're looking at that you're 
boring right now as a company. It's so easy to become irrelevant, so easy. Right now, how can you be entertaining? And I mean entertain at every touch point. Do a fun audit of your company. Do an entertaining audit of your company. What do your invoices look like? What does your email signatures look like? What's your voicemail look like? If your voicemail says, listen closely as our menu options have changed, change it immediately. There's menu options changing all over the country right now. No one wants to hear that. Do an audit. Think about how many of your touch points are actually fun, are entertaining. P.T. Barnum, you know, he said, the noblest art is that of making others happy. How are you making people happy on your touch points? If we're boring, you're going to bore your customers and you're going to lose your customers. I believe that more than anything. So the definition of entertain, I share this in a lot of keynotes, is to provide enjoyment or to provide amusement. Aren't we all in the entertainment business? Everyone needs more enjoyment. Everyone needs more amusement. So what are we doing to provide that? Do that audit of your company. It's a terrible time to be boring. So I just say, what's next? Everything we're leading with right now is our vision. When we're hiring people, we lead with our vision. Yes, we talk about our mission of fans first, entertain always. Yes, we talk about our fans first core beliefs of always be caring, different, enthusiastic, fun, growing and hungry. Yes, but we lead with our vision because we wanna know do people be on, wanna be on the bus with us and where we are going. And that's where we're leading with. So yes, we have our vision, it's on our website. I can share it in the show notes here. But also I wanna share with you our vision commandments. This is how we act to be able to accomplish our vision of where we're going over the next five years. And it is, here are our 10 vision commandments. We think and act like an owner. We challenge the status quo. We always have a startup mentality. We encourage experimentation and continually invent new products and experiences. We are in constant pursuit to root out friction and frustration. We take action and learn by doing. We are always inventing and reimagining a better way. We push the envelope and don't settle for, this is how we used to do it. We believe attention beats marketing and create attention year round. And we believe nothing is off limits. That's in front of our staff at all times. We talk about that. We read the vision during staff chats and we talk about these commandments because that's how we are gonna get to where we wanna go and that's the what's next for us. So I can leave this first solo session today with you. I challenge you to take some more experiments, to push the envelope and test things and try new things. Jeff Bezos said, our success is a direct function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. How many experiments can you do in 2021? Some experiments aren't gonna work that well. We actually now have a new award with Savannah Vans. It's called the Burnt Chicken Award. And this past season, we had a fan put a review and said the all-you-can-eat tickets aren't that great when the food isn't edible. And we had a chicken sandwich that was way too grilled. It looked like a burger. And after Fansgiving, when we weren't ready to serve our fans the way we should have, that wasn't fans first, we gave that Burnt Chicken Award to our director of operations and said, hey, congratulations. This shows that the way we used to do it doesn't cut it anymore, and we're gonna get better. So here, our first ever Burnt Chicken Award goes to you. And we gave it to him, we all cheered, we applauded, and we celebrated the fact that, hey, we tried some things, they didn't work, but we're gonna continue to try new things that are different and to get better. New is a way of life, and it starts with experimenting, but being okay with the failures and the challenges. I'll leave here today, I just, I wanna share just two quick stories from this past season that really made an impact with me. The second game of the year, a gentleman comes up to me after the game, we're in the plaza, and he says, man, just thank you for everything. And he's with his wife and his three kids. And he says, we just drove 40 hours from Utah for today's, tonight's game, and we're driving back tomorrow. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, man, it was, it was everything we could have hoped for. It was so much fun. I go, 40 hours? I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if I drive 40 minutes for something that I really love. He drove 40 hours. And I think about what businesses that you have and whatever it is, does your experience pass the 40 hour test? Would someone drive 40 hours for your experience? And 
I realized that we have a responsibility. We have an obligation, our team, to make sure that experience is worth it. We say every game is someone's first game at our ballpark. Well, every time, every interaction might be their first interaction with you, your business, your brand. How do you stand out? How do you make sure you deliver? And we're going to keep challenging ourselves in that 40-hour test. And then the final quick story in the last game of the year, a gentleman, season ticket holder, comes up to me and says, you guys saved my life. And he was emotional. And I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, I was in a dark place before this season. I was not in a good place. But when you announced that you were going to have a game and I came out here and I was able to escape and relax and have fun and have something to look forward to every couple of nights, you guys saved my life. And I think about what we do now and, and all of our businesses and no matter what you're selling, no matter what your product is, you know, I'm at your experiences. There's people that need you. And you know me, I like to have fun, but I share that with our staff regularly because even the little things we do, they make a big difference. And we got to remember that to some people, what we do is everything. And so as we move forward and to focus on 2021, I'm remembering that gentleman, that season ticket holder, that family. And I'm thinking, what are we going to do to continue to deliver the wow, deliver the fans first experience and make a real impact? So I hope all of you were ready to get past this amazing 2020. And I'm saying amazing because I hope that we were able to learn from it and use what we've learned to be the best we've ever been in 2021. And I hope that everyone will continue to look at business differently, make that impact, and more importantly, have fun while you're doing it. Because what we get to do is a privilege. And so uh, I'm excited for this new season, new experiments, three episodes at once, dropping on the first of every month, a solo episode with me and a feature podcast and a feature speech. Let's have some fun together. And I hope you guys stay in touch and reach out to me, jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. And I'd love to uh, hear what you're working on in any ways that I can help. So thank you guys. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out. Thank you for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe that challenging the status quo, creating fans first, and changing the game is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered in this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.